back here at the Tracy Take with the final pre-draft uh, guide episode here with my brother Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's been a crazy weekend, and it's nice to finally talk about some football. It's so. nice to talk about some football. It's going to be nice, actually, for us to have new topics to talk about when it comes to the football world after uh, the this Thursday, uh, April 29th, with the first round of the draft, which, by the way, we will be going live on YouTube for all of our listeners who would want to uh, kind of listen uh, in on us and maybe see our face, maybe not see our face. We're we're still trying to work that part out. But yeah, yeah. Like you said uh, we're excited to tackle the AFC West, the Super Bowl runner-up uh, champion. Kansas City Chiefs are in this division, uh, and are, uh, all things considered, absolutely expect them to potentially win a Super Bowl next year as well. AFC is a little bit mm-hmm. deeper, but I think they'll win this division. But Definitely still need to fill up some holes, and and, and, and we'll get uh, to Kansas City here shortly. Uh, but first, I think we're going to start off with uh, just kind of how we have been doing. Start off yeah. with the first pick, Denver Broncos at number nine. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on the Denver Broncos and, and, and some of the needs that uh, they're looking for? Well, so there have been a lot of rumors that have been going around that they're going to draft a quarterback. But I just, for me, I don't see it. I, I think Drew Locke has really started to come on for them, uh, especially at the end of last season. Uh, they could really shore up their defense by drafting uh, a guy like Micah Parsons, uh, Zayvon Collins, even Quiddy Pay. They just got rid of uh, – yep. uh, oh, what is his name? I can picture his face. Von Miller. Uh, Von Miller, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they just got rid of him. And for me, I think they're – kind of in the best player available. They have a decent offensive line. Uh, they have a good receiving core. They have a good running back. Uh, and I think they have a good quarterback who has developed the way they want him to. I just think that people have only seen glimpses of what he's going to be next year. And I think that they're going to just pick whoever's available for me, I would love for them to draft a Micah Parsons, just a rangy linebacker mm-hmm. uh, who could really kind of take that defense to the next level, who can help you out in pass coverage and blitz. Yeah. Um, and so I think that would be very entertaining to watch. And in that division, you have to have defense. Uh, you have to be able to put up points, but you also have to have some level of defense because yeah. if not, then Kansas City is just going to run all over you. Yeah. So. I uh, agree with you uh for the most part, uh, I think Mike Parsons would be great. Quiddy Pay, uh, I would have put maybe offensive line uh, outside of the realm of possibility to help just yeah, like next shore up Drew Lock. If Drew Lock is the guy that they're going to be uh, ended up uh, going forward with, then you want to give him. We think. We think. Yeah. We think. Yeah. Um, but another interesting thing, because uh, I've also been seen as a potential team to trade up with, and Denver is in the prime spot to maybe do a trade with Atlanta. I know I've talked about Atlanta a bunch, and I know it's pretty clear I'm a Falcons fan. And I'm not just talking about Atlanta just because. They're, the, they're the highest up team that people will they, be willing to trade with. The, yeah. the hottest commodity right now with the number four pick for teams trying to um, get the receiver that they want, to get the tight end, Kyle Pitts that they want, offensive lineman that they want, quarterback that they want. And I think Denver's kind of in that spot where – if they feel content with taking the best player there, whether if 
one of the top receivers falls that far, and they're like, hey, let's add depth on the receiver uh, mm-hmm. or take probably the best defensive player uh, available, um, potentially even the best defensive player in the draft, and either Mike Parsons or Quiddy Pay. Um, and there's uh, Demont- uh, not Devontae Smith, um, uh, Pat- uh, Patrick Sertain, or maybe J.C. Horn at cornerback, mm-hmm. uh, if, 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 if they'd want to pick one of those guys. Yeah, Denver is really in kind of an open, um, kind of an, it, 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 an open charge similar to Atlanta, where uh, yeah. they have everything available to them. Uh, however, though, just a lot of the top players, a lot of the top game-changing players, uh, are going to be gone by the time that they come to them uh, offensively. Defensively, though, they all should be there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like a defensive player. I feel like this would be a great defensive pick. Uh, for Denver. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think in all honesty, I think they could, we could have 10 offensive players be the first 10 players off the board. Oh yeah. I can see that. Uh, And I think even at nine, they could still get a guy like Jalen Waddle, even Devontae Smith. People had Devontae Smith falling all the way to 15 to new England in mock drafts, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about, but that is just how talented this draft class is um and so for me i uh i think they're in best player available i could see them trading up if they want to uh give up on drew lock and do and get a quarterback i could also see them trading back i think uh if one or two of those quarterbacks fall i think that ninth pick uh you'll kind of get in there before dallas uh new york uh and not that these teams would be going after quarterbacks, but you can kind of jump some of these teams that may be wanting a quarterback. So I, they they could potentially trade back and then I think still get some good value at the end of the first round with a guy like J.C. Horn um, or uh, who are some other ones? Uh, J.C. Horn, Caleb Farley, Jeremiah uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a guy that I actually really – uh, have come to like here lately is Owusu Kormoa. He's yeah. a, he's a hard hitting linebacker, uh, and I just I like the way he plays. And, and that's so, good. oh god, I was gonna say I was just like I think they have multiple options here. I think they're in a pretty good spot, um, yeah. and their team is young and improving. And so I think if they can add a few more pieces, they they'll be much better next year. Well, and that's a really good point too because they feel like they don't want to add a receiver at the number nine mm-hmm. spot, but there's, let's say hypothetically just, just three quarterbacks go and they're in the top three picks, but then everyone down, uh, yeah. and, and Trey Lance and Justin Fields available. I could even see teams like Washington and Chicago trading up and giving a decent mm-hmm. ball return. And they're not, it's not like they're losing that much that from, <laughs> from, from 10, 11, all the way down to 20. A yeah. lot of those players are interchangeable. A lot of those players are going to be uh, like like somewhat projects. A lot of talent, and that and could contribute mm-hmm. this year, but still going to be a, 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 some improvements that are going to need to be made yeah. this season to be really impactful. So that's mm-hmm. why that's a good point. They're at a very interesting spot to where they could. I could see them falling down if Washington or Chicago want to draft. Justin mm-hmm. Fields and Trey Lance and trade up that far and, and give a decent yeah. return. Well, and that too ends like, like let's say like Denver wants to replace Von Miller and they're dead set on they they need an edge rusher. 
there is not that big of a difference between Quiddy Pay and a guy like uh, Joseph Osai, Aziz Ojolari. Like, there's not a Chase Young in this draft that is like head and shoulders the best pass rusher. Yep. And so for me, I think that like if they're dead set on that, I think it makes sense for them to trade back. They can get more picks. They can still fill a need. And yeah. so I, I think it makes sense makes sense in that realm. Uh, so. I, I, I agree 100% with that, especially if – because it's like they need a lot of things, uh, and I feel like they will draft a quarterback in this mm-hmm. uh, draft, but it won't be here. Maybe be in the third, fourth round or something like that. Uh, Kellen Mond, I know you're very high on him. Um, yeah. But yeah, having them trade back and – and, and then getting a first pick, at, or even Jalen Phillips, or or if they want to maybe take a flyer on on a Gregory Rousseau or something like that. Uh, yeah, that are super athletic but might need some work. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 really has has a lot of options. Uh, kind kind of coming in next Thursday, it'll be very interesting to see what what we. I mean, this is going to sound obvious, but after the third quarterback is picked, we will know. Uh, exactly where they stand if because i feel like now trade a trade with that fourth pick with atlanta won't happen until it is atlanta's turn to pick yeah well Um, because like so while there are five first round uh caliber quarterbacks in this draft i don't feel like a lot of teams like all five guys yeah right so like some guys might think that uh Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then let's say Trey Lance are first-round quarterbacks, but they're not as high on Mac Jones and Justin Fields. But yeah. It may be reversed for some other teams. And mm-hmm. so it really just depends on who is available at that fourth pick. Um, but I just uh, – I like where Denver is. I think they're in a good spot. They have a young, talented team that is already going to be better next year, and I think adding one more piece to that will just help. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I agree completely so. All right, well, let's say Denver's on the clock. What uh, uh, what do you think that they're going to do to to wrap up the the Denver uh, draft guide? Um, to wrap up Denver, I'm gonna I'm for the sake of this, I'm gonna say that they stay there. Um, and for me, I will go with uh, let's go with Jeremiah Owusu Kormo. I think he's a hard hitting linebacker who can play all over the field for them. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of matches their style of play. And so he has experience playing in cold weather and big games. And, uh, l- l- yeah, I think he'd be a good fit for them. Yeah. Okay. I will say uh, – I'll also say that, that they would stay at nine. You know, I could see them trading both up and back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'll have them going with uh, Pay or Michael Parsons, someone that can get at the quarterback. Yeah. And the division that they're in with Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and Patrick Mahomes – um, the, you're you're gonna want to apply pressure, and you're gonna want mm-hmm. to make sure that that quarterback is is running around a lot, getting hit a little bit, and uh, yeah, I think Jeremiah could do that as well. I think having a more pure pass rusher like a Mike, uh, a Micah Parsons or Quiddy Pay would yeah would really help it, them. Just in I would have said, I would have said Micah Parsons, but on the board I'm looking at, it already has him gone. That's fair. At yeah. eight to Carolina, so it, just a put that in there um so then moving on to the next one in this division is the los angeles chargers so the chargers to me are pretty pretty simple i think we kind of talked about this uh i mean o-line you have a 
offensive rookie of the year uh, in Justin Herbert. Immense talent. You need to keep him healthy. Yeah. Especially if Denver's going to go out and draft a pass rusher at nine. Yeah. You have to keep him healthy. Yeah. And so, uh, to me, offensive line, best offensive lineman available. Um, so, and hopefully it's a tackle. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think I, I can see them doubling or tripling up on offensive linemen in this draft and just being like, we are just going to throw players at this position and then the best are going to play. Yeah. And then the best one is going to be a pure competition. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's it. Especially, I think Justin Herbert was fourth in passing yards last year and he didn't even play a full season or something like that. Like he was close to, uh... he had a 4,000 yard season and I don't think he even played uh, in the um, full season because Tyrod Taylor was supposed to play but but ended up getting hurt. Well, I, I think he only played 15 games instead of 16. Yeah. Because I, if I remember right, he played like week two or three. I played week two or three, yeah, because that was the thing. Yeah, so Justin Herbert playing only uh, 15 games. Yeah, uh, let me double check this. Uh, 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. A QB rating of 98.3. I mean, rookie season, that's not that bad. Actually, I would say that's pretty good. I'd say that's And so you're going to want to keep him on his feet for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that, especially with the division that they're in, that they're going to be going up up against the Chiefs, you're going up against a John Gruden team, team in, in Las Vegas Raiders and also at the same time uh, Denver's no slouch either so and I think we've been saying this we've been saying this since our first podcast uh, uh, post or, and even up to now the Chargers are offensive tackle through and through for this pick and even so yeah. if, if they really like Panay Suell I know we've gone back and forth on this I could see them trading up to where the Bengals don't take him but even then if Rashawn Slater uh, falls to him that's that's absolutely one hundred percent money for Los Angeles Chargers. That's uh, exactly who they want. I think that that would be perfect. Rashawn Slater, uh, Christian Darrisaw, um, even Tevin Jenkins is a guy that's uh, coming up uh, draft boards. One of the things that I will say is if there is a run on tackles, so like let's say uh, Atlanta drafts Kyle Pitts, Cincinnati picks uh, Panay Suell, Philadelphia or uh, Miami picks. Uh, Rashawn Slater, and then like Detroit, Carolina, or Denver pick Christian Derrissaw. Uh Do you think that they could trade back into the into the later first round, get some draft stock, and then pick one of the guys like Jalen Mayfield uh, or Liam Eikenberg, one of those guys? In, in that specific scenario, yeah. Um, the only thing maybe they could add to their receiver depth as well because I, I think their receiving core is good. Mm-hmm. But in, in that scenario, if both Panay Suell, Rashawn Slater, and Christian Darisaw are taken off the board by then, uh, mm-hmm. then there's also a good possibility that Devontae Smith is also available, potentially even maybe yeah. James Waddle, uh, depending on, on how many quarterbacks are, are taken off the board by then as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to assume that – five quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10. You're assuming Just, five are going in the top 10. Yeah. 
And then you have three of those offensive linemen. So that's already eight of 12 picks before them. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, then that actually would look, have them on the outside looking in. Well, no, it depends if they, some takes Mike Parsons, Patrick Sertan, or yeah, yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. like the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to draft uh, I probably defense. Like uh, Patrick Sertain, yeah, yeah, Patrick Sertain. It that one just fits. I think the Giants are gonna go edge rusher, and San Francisco needs a corner to replace uh, Richard Sherman. And yeah. so for me, I think like that would put them like in a prime position to take one of those wide receivers. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, one of them would be there for sure. I could see in that scenario they could trade back because then they could trade with. Um, Let me see here. Uh, maybe they can trade with uh, Miami, Arizona. Uh, maybe. We'll see. But, yeah, I can see them trading oh. back. It, it just depends on how far. Uh, yeah. Because uh, the worst-case scenario, though, then they could still add deep, like, defensive depth. we get a Micah Parsons and then just be even more deadly mm. uh, on their pass rush in, in, in that division. Um, however, just the way everything's playing out, it's just, just how I think it's going to happen. I think that it's going to be I, – I, I think – that Rashawn Slater should at minimum Christian Darisaw uh, will yeah. be there, and not to not to say, and that's and that's a very good point. That's a, that is a realistic scenario. There is still possibilities of the Chargers trading up, and I know I'm going to do it again. Yeah. But, but trading up with Atlanta and trying to take Panay well away from Cincinnati, uh, it depends yeah. on how much they really like them. And I know I've mentioned that in the past. Uh, and I'm not trying to be a dead horse. But that is a big jump, but. If you're liking where your team is at now and you like Justin Herbert for the foreseeable future, obviously he's your guys franchise quarterback. Um, you mm-hmm. want to be able to protect him and set up that foundation for a long time. I mean, look at Arizona right now. They draft Kyler Murray and then and then they start setting up the foundation around him now. Uh and so it's taken a couple of years, but we saw vast improvement with with the Cardinals over uh, this past season and, and their competitiveness. Um, when a couple of years ago, you could tell there's a lot of talent there with Kyler Murray, but they didn't really have the right foundation around him. Yeah. That's kind of where the Chargers is at right now. They might be able to make the playoffs. It's going to be really tough, but they're going to be fun to watch. But you want to set up that mm-hmm. foundation for when guys become more experienced, guys start to play better, uh, and start to yeah. understand the NFL and, and the style of play more. Um, so if you think Pernay well is that guy, but – I, uh, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and there's a very good point of what's the difference between Panay and Rashawn Slater? Like, Rashawn Slater is still an extremely good talent, and why draft or why mortgage your whole future away? Because then, let's say Panay gets hurt or doesn't pan out, uh, or if Panay is really, really good and Rashawn Slater is really good, I think you'll take that with the 13th pick right there so yeah yeah and like that's you're looking for value and i i just think that penny suel while he's going to make a huge difference at a franchise i just don't know if that if that impact that he is going to make is going to be worth the like worth a rashawn slater worth your first round pick next year and your first round pick in two years yeah like because that's what, that's what it's going to cost to get in the top five yeah from from their spot yeah and then how many people are going to be competing against it yeah mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's my thing, and uh, I don't know. I 
I think it's pretty clear who we would have them pick. I, best offensive line available. So Rashawn Slater, Christian Darisaw. Yeah. That's, that's my – you can interchange those two. Yeah. So, but And then now going on to the Vegas Raiders at number 17. Uh, they're kind of in that spot – where you're 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 in the middle of kind of, of no man's land. I could see them trading up if there's a guy they really like. I also see them trading back. Um, if there's mm-hmm. like there's nothing like we, we could gain some extra value in picks and kind of go from there. So, uh, yeah. what are your kind of thoughts on uh, uh, on the Raiders? So my thoughts with them are pretty similar to Denver's. Um, yeah. Granted, you never know what John Gruden's going to do in a draft. But uh, for me, I think that they really need to uh, kind of solidify that edge rush and maybe get like some defensive picks. They put they've invested a lot into their secondary, yeah, uh, and they have a pretty good interior uh, defensive line, but they don't really they lack an edge presence. And so I think in the mock drafts, I've had them draft Aziz Ojalari and then uh, Jalen Phillips, and okay. so. Uh, for me, I'm going to stick with that. I, I just, I don't know. Those, those four, three edge rush guys, they just seem like a Gruden, like just a Gruden type. And for me, that's what I am going to go with again. I, they're kind of at a spot. I think the quarterbacks are going to be gone. I'm not, unless somebody is like really high on one of these guys. I don't think that, uh, the, I don't think that anyone's going to want to really trade up with them. Yeah. I just don't think the demand will be there. Cause uh-huh. like we said earlier in the episode, the difference from 11 to 20 is like not that big. Yeah. It's not that big. Yeah. You, you got to get good talent all around, but it's not going to be the elite of talent. Um, yeah. That you're wanting to get. It's going to take, it's going to take a little bit for these guys to turn uh, elite. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I think they're going to stay where they are and probably solidify that defense. Uh, another thing is if one of those, if they really like an offensive tackle or one of the top three guys falls to them, they did lose uh, Trent Brown to the Patriots. Okay. So, so yeah. But yeah. What do you, what do you, what are you thinking that they're going to do? Well, and I, I, when I think of John Gruden, I, I definitely think of kind of smart, but also like, like uh, hard knocks football. I uh, mm-hmm. uh, went in the trenches, set up the foundation. So I, I could see them going uh, uh, definitely, uh, on, on one of the lines, either offense or defense. Uh, if you're looking at this spot, I know we kind of already mentioned his name, but Tevin Jenkins would be available. And just protecting Derek Carr as much as you can, you can't hurt that as well. Also helps solidify the run game and what's going to be a, probably a very high-scoring division. Uh, but also, like you said, uh, there's going to be guys like uh, Jalen Phillips that's there, uh, potentially even um, – Maybe uh, take a flyer on Gregory Rousseau if, if Gruden likes what he's seeing. Uh, I can also see maybe our first safety coming off the board here. It'd be a little bit higher, but the Raiders really need uh, to fill a need. They both lost. They bought. They lost both Marcus Joyner and Eric Harris uh, in free agency, and so I could absolutely see um, them maybe picking a little bit head, uh, um, ahead of where they should be picked. But uh, picking uh, the uh, uh, Javon Holland from Oregon uh, or even uh, TCU safety uh, Trayvon Morig, so yeah, uh, they, they they could potentially get both those guys in the second round. So it just kind of depends on where they view them at, and mm-hmm. also kind of 
how they feel like people are going to pick behind them. But definitely somewhere in the trenches, I could absolutely see them being uh, pretty aggressive there and taking the best player available uh, at that mm-hmm. position. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I know we kind of flew through Vegas, but to me, th- they're pretty simple. And so, granted, we say that, and then Gruden's going to go and draft a corner in the first round again and just be like, all right, well. Maybe, yeah. Caleb yeah. Farley's there. I think Caleb Farley's a really athletic talent. I think Gruden could really mm-hmm. hold him into a great cornerback. It's just kind of we, – we've said the same thing uh, about teams in this position. Uh, well, I, well, actually, I take that back because the other – well, we said the same thing about New England, which I think is a very similar team in a very similar yeah. position. New England's picking 15th. The, the other teams around Vegas, though, Arizona, Miami, Washington, Minnesota, Chicago, they all kind of have specific needs. Uh, and there should be guys that are there around that time. So mm-hmm. with with, yeah. with Vegas, Vegas is in, is in one of those spots where, depending on who they pick, it's going to actually make all these different timelines of, uh, of where other guys will go. So it's actually a very interesting pick. Some of the other teams that are around yeah. that area, it's like like Arizona. They need a cornerback. Uh, so I, th- I think they're going to take the best available cornerback. I could see them going receiver as well, just because our Cheryl's going to be gone. Arizona? Maybe. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Um, uh, I know. That's I was going to say offensive line. I could yeah. see them going O-line. But but uh, um, if not cornerback. But that being said, there's, yeah. there's such a, a deep need there. With Vegas, though, they don't really have that. Like they they need to fill some holes, but at the same time, it's not it, it it's not a die. They don't have dire needs like the Chargers, so to say, where they yeah. need a left tackle. So mm-hmm. um, that that's where it's very interesting. But it's gonna be interesting to see uh, who they pick and then where and, and, and the, how the dominoes fall after that, and where everyone else ends up going. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to kind of see what they do and and maybe get some insight into um, their draft process at, after the draft. Yeah, no, definitely. And so, uh, Vegas is on the clock. Who who are you picking right off the bat? I'm Vegas. Uh, I've been pretty consistent with you. You need to have a good interior, uh, both either offense uh, or defense. Um, uh, you know, able to get at the quarterback or protect the quarterback. So I just based off where they're picking at, and, and also kind of who I'm seeing that uh, is available. I could see them either going, if they were going offensive line, picking someone like uh, uh, Tevin Jenkins there. I think that's a good spot for him. Could also maybe even mm-hmm. see someone like uh, Jalen Phillips, that they really like like his, his aggressive way to try and get after the quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. if, if Jeremiah, uh, uh, sorry, I keep pronouncing that name wrong. Uh, I don't think I'll ever pronounce that name correctly. Uh, um, <laughs> but he'll be. Uh, if he's available at that spot, I think that'd be really good uh, for Vegas, especially just with how pass heavy a lot of their division rivals are. So I know I, I know I gave three names. Uh, if I'm in the GM and be like like which of those three players I think uh, can best yeah. help our, our team from day one, that's who I would draft. So mm-hmm. how about yourself? That's- so for me, I think in that division, you have to be able to hit Patrick Mahomes and you have to try and get to uh, Justin Herbert, try to knock a young guy off his mantle. And so for me, I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips. Um, he is a guy that may not be there. He he could go top 10, but he could also fall to the end of the first round to me. Yeah. like It, just, it really just depends. Just edge rushers are so 
like like I said before, there's just not a lot. Like, there's a lot of guys that are good, but there's no Chase Young. Yeah. So, for me, I, I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips. I think he gives a lot of versatility, and I think he's a, kind of the grinder that Gruden likes. Yeah. So. I like that pick. I mean, it's kind of one of those, like, I don't think there's a name that we could say in that spot. Even if they wanted to take a flyer uh, or, or maybe even a project, kind of like Gregory Rousseau, be like, you know, I, I, I just think that, that that could work. I know the 17th pick uh, is you can find value there, but at the same time, though, you can also maybe find uh, – like you don't want to overlook it because then you don't want to think, oh, this guy's not going to be good because I don't see any talent on the field. Like, well, yeah, but you can groom him. You, you're going to have him mm-hmm. for several years. And so um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what they're looking for and, and see who they end up picking. Yeah, no, definitely. And so I think that kind of leaves us with the Super Bowl runner-ups, the the Kansas City Chiefs, who made a big move today and uh, traded for Orlando Brown. What did they give up for him? So I'm looking at that right now. So let me see here. Because um, this is just fairly recently. Uh, I think... Uh, let me look this up. I believe it seems like a first rounder uh, is is in the mix. I don't know if the Ravens got the, the first rounder. Uh, so let me see. In the blockbuster deal, the Chiefs acquired round the 58th overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft and a 2022 sixth round pick in exchange for the Chiefs' first round pick number 31, third okay, round okay. pick 94, and fourth round pick number 136 in addition to a 2022 fifth rounder actually well really i guess that kind of answers our question on what the chiefs were wanting to go for yeah in, in the first round um yeah. so uh let me see here oh yeah so the the chiefs obviously uh, everyone in the whole world saw that the chiefs were having a lot of issues with uh their offensive line a lot of injury related but Patrick Holmes was running for his life, and I think that this was actually a great mm-hmm. uh, signing deal for the for the Chiefs and for Patrick Holmes and for uh, Orlando Brown. Yeah, no, I I agree. The one thing for me for the Chiefs that I don't like about it is they have other needs. the The Buccaneers, if if that game was closer, the Buccaneers could have hung forty five on them. Yeah, uh, that defense is not good, uh, and. So for me, the one thing that I think this does is it kind of mortgages their uh, defensive ability to mm-hmm. kind of recoup, like to bring in some young defensive talent, maybe hit on a few guys. Yeah. They do have the 58th pick and then the 63rd pick. Uh, and so you could get some defensive talent there. But uh, again, you're not going to get any of the – cream of the crop defensive talent and so but but i do like the pick i think it's a little scary uh to uh to imagine patrick mahomes now with about three seconds in the pocket uh that's kind of scary but i think that's a good trade for them and i don't know i i think it's clear what they wanted to do there so well, and I also think that they are—they—they they looked at where they were at, looked to try and see, 
maybe they could trade up, maybe, maybe get an offensive lineman that they like, and just found that it was better to just just go get the guy that they want now. And I I think it's a good win for uh, uh, all parties involved. Uh, Baltimore now has two uh, first round picks, so it's actually going to be and and they're right next to each other. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to kind of see uh, what what they end up doing. Is that then? It's actually it's very interesting too. Then looking at Baltimore because. We, we just talked Baltimore made it to the uh, AFC divisional rounds, like with, uh, protecting Lamar Jackson. They uh, struggled to put up points against Buffalo. Buffalo has, has a fairly good defense, uh, and they struggled to put up points. So I'm curious about what, what this means for their trade and, and what their, mm-hmm. if there's something else going on with Orlando Brown. Because I thought he was one of their main uh, offensive linemen. Um, and to give up a big piece like that uh, makes me wonder – uh, what their expectations are going into this this season if, if they don't feel comfortable uh, or if they feel comfortable getting rid of one of their main offensive line pieces. If there's a young guy coming up or there's a guy that they like in the draft that they feel like mm-hmm. they're going to go after and get. Because now they do have two first-round picks. If they really like the guy, they could go trade up uh, and and get a new young offensive lineman. Um, yeah. And maybe, maybe sway no, the teams that are farther up. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, they could do that. I think there's also some talent at the back end of the uh, first round in offensive line. I mean, guys like hmm. Jalen Mayfield, Tevin Jenkins is a guy that I think has risen up people's draft boards uh, tremendously since this all started. Yeah. Um, and so who knows, maybe even like a Samuel Cosme, he's a little bit more of an athletic offensive lineman from uh, Texas. And yeah. so that could be something that the Ravens might go after, but I think this even solidifies I, what we talked about a little bit more in, in the episode earlier, uh, just that teams need to be able to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and if the Chiefs are going to beef up their offensive line, then teams got to beef up their defensive lines. Yeah. And so for me, I think it's a, it's a good trade for both sides. I think the Chiefs may have mortgaged a little bit of their ability to um, – put together a more stout defense. Uh, but I, Some of that, they might, might have been handcuffed just with the salary mm-hmm. cap being lowered and they're going to be like, like you, you're not going to draft a, a, a rookie. Uh, or you, mm-hmm. you uh, Let me put it this way. When you draft Chase Young last year, you know this guy's going to make an immediate impact from the get-go. Uh, at 31, you don't know if you're going to draft a Chase Young. Uh, you could draft a Ryan Leaf, and he's not that. There's going to be a complete dud. It won't provide anything uh, to defense that can immediately impact and, and help a defensive team. So I think the Chiefs are still in, in a win now mode, and so they're with this move. It kind of shows to me that they're going to be we're going to beat you by putting up 40 points. We're going to we're going to put up 45 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and our defense is good enough to get us to the uh, playoffs, obviously. Going to good enough to win the division, obviously. And they're just going to have to stay healthy enough to keep Patrick Mahomes healthy and have them just throw up a crap ton of points, really. So, uh, yeah, so this move uh, tells me, I, 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 uh, in, in regards to uh, not really helping out their defense, because we were even talking, I think, in previous mock drafts, them getting – uh, a linebacker or, or a safety or something like that to help with uh, uh, over the middle coverage. But uh, that's so for me, I, um, 
I don't know. I still like you still have to play defense. Yeah. And so for me, I, Travis Kelsey's getting older. I, Tyree Kill is only 28, 27 or twenty eight. I was like, but his style of play. I mean, he takes some licks, and yeah. uh, I don't know. For me, I think that they at at some point them not building a defense is going to bite them. Uh, and putting all your eggs in the offensive basket. Because let, let's say Orlando Brown gets hurt, then they're right back in the same boat that they were in the Super Bowl. No, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, I I, I agree completely. I And, and that's why I think so, this move shows where uh, they're going to have a week off. They were going to have a, uh, a weaker offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't make this move. And it's not like you're going to draft Chase Young for at the 31st pick, kind of like what I was saying. So yeah, why yeah. not? We can control us beefing up our offensive line and protecting Patrick Mahomes. Then we're going to have to deal with yeah. the defense. So to me, that yeah. is, uh, that is what that move uh, means to me. Is like we can control one of these, and we're going to beef up our offensive line, and mm. we're just going to have to put up a bunch of points. It's not like that offense can't put up that many points, but that also probably. I think they recognize that that their window for winning Super Bowls is getting lower. Tyreek Kills is is not going to be able to run this fast forever. Travis Kelsey's getting older. You know, that offensive line and other guys are getting older. So I think they're just trying to take their opportunity Mm -hmm. now. Similar to yeah, um, no, I um, similar to the Rams. You see, like like they made the move. They need an upgrade at quarterback. Other than that, they they had they've had they have a well above average team. Their defense is obviously the best. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, we just need to make this one move. Now, we might not get the best offensive weapon that we're looking for, like for him to throw to, but at least we got a better quarterback. I think I think this move yeah. is similar. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree with that. And uh, I don't know. I just – I'm trying to look at the whole perspective of this trade. And so, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it could end up being good. I think uh, I think it is good. Uh, right now, it's mm-hmm. just we'll see how it how it plays out, and who knows? Maybe they'll draft a a really good, def- a really good few defensive players in the draft coming up. Oh, so. absolutely, and that's one of the things where they're uh, like you absolutely could do that, you know, and find find a third round nose tackle that is just an absolute beast uh, up the middle. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like stops the run game then helps provide more pressure in the, in the pass game so who, who's to say though I, I i think knowing andy reed he he likes to have a a, a high-powered offense likes to put up a lot of points and and they weren't able to do that in the super bowl obviously they a lot of those a lot of their offensive line got hurt and patrick Mahomes was a dead man walking essentially or a dead man running so to say because he was running all over that field <laughs> so oh uh, yeah yeah and so but I think it's good. I I think it. Uh, I think the Ravens got the uh, better end of it. I, apparently, Orlando Brown was requesting a trade, mm-hmm. uh, and so now I think the Ravens they have two first round picks. Uh, they can address a couple needs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and I think it'll end up being good for them. Especially then, I know Baltimore. We were talking about that. They need some uh, receivers. This would be interesting if, if uh, who is available in both of these picks, or what they do if they maybe would want to 
do a major trade and see how far they could trade up to try and get uh, a little bit better talent. So, yeah. um, or actually, or they could just pick, uh, they have two needs or, or just pick the two best available players. Uh, and so, and they go from there. They did get a lot of picks from it. They gave up their second round pick, but they got a third they round, got a third, round pick. Uh, and then, and then a fifth round first. pick next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Cool. I... Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting, so. though. I mean, but that's that's all the divisions right there. I think we've done for our first time doing this. I think we did a pretty good job. Kind of yeah, no, I, I think we did, too. Doing a quick overview and dissecting all the teams and what their main needs are going to be. Mm. Uh, I think uh, – uh, it's gonna be fun doing doing the our final mock draft tomorrow, um, yeah, or Tuesday, whichever one. We'll let you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, going live, watching the the final draft or the yeah, real no. draft, so to say. I, I'm excited for that. It's gonna be on YouTube, and so uh, hopefully you guys will get to tune in for that. And so I think that's gonna do it for this episode of the Tracy Take. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll get with y'all soon.